Welcome to the Nickelodeon Summer Takeover. We double dare you to take a break from DCOMs and join us for the podcast where we guide you through all of our favorite Nickelodeon shows. Thanks for listening, you guys. I'm Indoni. I've gone from annoyingly regular guest to a regularly annoying host. That was very smooth and clever. Yep. My name is Lori, and I'm here. (laughs) I don't know how I normally say that. How do I human? I was just spoken over. Don't worry about it. It happens a lot. <laughs> and I'm future host Murdoch X. I'm just actually a guest here this one time. Yay! <laughs> Crossover time. Wait, Brendan, you didn't introduce yourself. Yeah, he did. I was just talking over it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hooray for editing. Don't worry about me. And today we're watching Avatar: The Last Airbender. Well, you did that wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> start all over again. No, no. just. Brandon, what did he do wrong? Let's critique him. So you have to read the lead up because we do some funny sort of thing. And then we say what we're watching. Oh, okay. I can do that. Mm-hmm. So just read the read the words. <laughs> <laughs> I can read. Let me tell you. But props on getting Double Dare right where Josh said Double Dog Dare literally every single time. I was so annoyed when I listened to rocket power and good burger mark summers is crying in shame somewhere he's gonna be a guest and josh offended him yeah anyways long ago four podcasters spoke together in harmony one and a half (laughs) years later not much has changed really we've added some hosts and guests but don't worry about it today we're watching avatar the last (laughs) Airbender. it's fine yeah i mean that's basically the story of our podcast is like the story of (laughs) avatar the last airbender i believe that we could make positive changes in the world. We've brought Rugrats back. <laughs> uh, we've also caused some horrible evil with live action CGI. Yeah, that's not, we're not talking about that here. We're not talking about the Rugrats C- CGI live action. We're not talking about the Avatar live action, unless it's James Cameron. Ooh. And when you so, allow to talk about that movie, that you know the alternative is bad. I mean, we're going to talk about the M. Night Shyamalan movie eventually, right? I mean, I haven't seen it. I refuse to acknowledge it exists. Oh, God, I have so much shit to say about that. We'll give you a segment. We could do the thing where we pretend it wasn't made, but, like, that's overplayed. And I think it's one of those things, like, in society, you can't just ignore problems. You have to face them head on. Well, I actually have, like, a direct connection to the movie. Are you M. Night Shyamalan? Shyamalan? (laughs) That's the twist ending. I'm I'm M. Night Shyamalan (laughs) Ding Dong. (laughs) Uh, who wants to read the summary of the show? Oh, that's my job. Okay. In a war-torn world of elemental magic, a young it's boy... It's not magic. It says it in the summary. You have to wait until <laughs> after I'm done reading the summary Sorry. to critique it. Okay. Yes. In a war-torn world of elemental magic, a young boy reawakens to undertake a dangerous mystic quest to fulfill his destiny as the Avatar and bring peace to the world. And Andoni, if it's not magic, what Can is I- it? Oh. They say like three separate times in the first episode, it's not magic. Brandon? It's not really a mystic quest. It's pretty, it's like a war-driven quest. It's not yeah. like... Okay, so like internet movie database just like ruins these like... well. Like, Sometimes every- they give away like the twist in the summary. They're like, oh, oh yeah. but they're going to do basketball at the end. It's okay. Like that's literally <laughs> the last scene in the movie. Really? Yeah. Aang is going to do basketball and that's well, how not- he defeats Fire Lord Ozai by slam dunking on that bitch. <laughs> a leprechaun shows up. It's real weird. Describes oh, Sixth Sense as a, a dead man talks to a young boy to solve a mystery. I wouldn't be surprised. I think they're user submitted maybe. I think like if you have IMDb Pro then they're just like you paid us. Okay the thing with that is this show is beloved it yeah. is the most beloved cartoon from nickelodeon well well according to that article that's... earlier about the rugrats that's the most beloved okay most this all is the most quality adult plus mysterious cities of gold the cartoon that no one remembers but was the best thing they ever showed i have no idea what you're talking about yeah i know no, nobody remembers that show plus i'm like way older than you guys so there's that so who watched this show I and don't um, raise his hand, but I'm yeah. telling you about it since you can't see him. I have very fond memories of going to my dad's house and watching it on the weekends because they would always have marathons on on Nick Network, which was like the young adult version of Nickelodeon. What about Nick at Night? Nick at Night is old people shows that I enjoyed. Yeah, me too. That's true. Mr. Ed was my jam. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ed? Yeah, as a talking horse. On Nick at Night. I remember Mr. Ed. I just don't remember that 
being a show that I watched. He wasn't like watching it while it aired. It was on Nick at oh. Night. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you guys are you guys are killing me here, Brandon. Based on amount of merchandise bought, I think you're the expert. Unless you and Antonio want to like fist fight about it. No, but... he definitely has way more. Way, like this isn't even mine. This Appa doll. This is <laughs> this. I bought this for Kevin. Oh, six Christmases ago. I don't want to be that guy, but my Appa plush is way bigger. <laughs> sizes now. But I can see clearly two pieces of merch right now. You have an Appa poster, the wanted poster. And then you're wearing an Aang t-shirt. And this poster wasn't put up for show. This is always here. Where I was going with that, Brandon, if you would like to, what what nations would we all be? Or what type of vendors would we be? Oh, that's impossible. Lori's oh. Earth. Yeah, it's impossible. Levi's Fire. And Tony is air and I'm water. Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm no, no, totally no. happy with that. I need, I need to hear you back this up. Why am I fire? Because your clothes are lit. <laughs> that's true. Can you? I get the Earth. I already, what was the Andoni again? Air. Woo! I could see that. I'm that whimsical. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, job. everyone wants to be like air or water because those are the two. What's most, wrong like, with Earth, you bitch? I I was gonna finish my sentiment. Air and water were the two most positively represented <laughs> elements on the show. So even on this, I'm like the Hufflepuff of Avatar, basically. Yeah. Yeah. As a as a child of the '80s, I'd like to say though that if I were on the show, I'd be a heart bender, even though they clearly left out that element in the well, show. Well, no, that's spirit bending, but that's yeah. like the very last episode. Oh, that's it's actually a thing. Spirit bending is okay. a thing, yeah. Yeah, no, I just when I when I first saw this uh, Airbender show, I was like, oh, it's kind of like Captain Planet, except for only four elements this time. Oh, I take it yeah. back. I'm the Avatar, duh. There's no way out of all of us, you're the Avatar. I'm probably the most like Ong. I oh think... my god, get out of your <laughs> shlamalama ding dong, M. Night. I would say Joni is. Thank you. A Fire Nation army couldn't hold him back. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. I'm av- I'm more like Avatar Kyoshi, just like a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Kyoshi was enormous. I yeah, she had huge feet. Yeah, she was a tall bitch. Our size nine and a half in women's, which I think is like size eight in men's or seven. That's seven and a half in men's. Just subtract two. I mean, let's not go through all of our like feet size. I feel like no one really cares. (laughs) I do need to backtrack a second and say that I started ironically calling Ang Ong because in the movie they call him Ong. Do they really? And so now when I see it or say it, I always say Ong, and it's become like not ironic. It's just become frustrating to me. I know the movie's bad. Give me the like breakdown amongst yourselves of like four worst parts of the movie. Who wants to go first? I'll give one. It's when they're bending the rock and the entire tribe <sighs> is bending one rock. It just puts it all together as like, this is not how bending is supposed to be. It's not even a big rock. I mean, it's definitely a boulder, but like two people could push that thing on their own. Yeah. Toph could fart and move that thing. And Tony, second thing. I've got a multitude of things. Second thing. Um, <laughs> the pronunciations of everyone's names. You have an established universe with pronunciation, and they call people Ong, Soka. Uh, what do they call Katara? Do they keep Katara, Katara? I don't Probably remember. like Kotara or something. Brandon, third thing. The characters never actually interact in a way that makes you think they like each other ever. Like even the core three? Yeah, especially. Oh, again, with the established universe, he like changed everyone. So the the pronunciation thing, like they tried to make everything kind of Indian, but then they made Prince Zuko Indian. And like, it's very clear. Fire Nation is Japan. Mm. Earth Nation is China. Water tribes are like Inuit. And airbenders, I don't know, they're like Shaolin monks. So it was really frustrating that they just like changed all. Okay, I... I have a question. If uh, if this is an M. Night Shyamalan movie, and M. Night Shyamalan movies are terrible, let's just compare them to other M. Night Shyamalan movies. How bad is this in the range of Shyamalan films? Um, that movie is objectively worse than The Village. Oh, that's that was a uh, that was my baseline for how bad a Shyamalan was it because villages right. a couple there. magnitudes I would say yeah a lot of them it's literally the worst movie I think I've ever seen and it's funny because M Night Shyamalan actually has some of my favorite movies I've ever seen like plural yeah 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 Six Sense is like my favorite horror movie yeah, well, still Six Sense is acceptable nothing else Split yeah Split's good so I have a confession I've never seen any other M. Night Shyamalan movies except for 
Last Airbender <laughs> and The Village. Really, oh, no. after those two, why didn't you want to check out more? Yeah. Um, I didn't think we were going to talk about the movie until later, but do you want to know my connection to the movie? Oh, yeah. Andy Antinui says he has a really special story for us about how he's connected wholeheartedly to this film. Oh, no, I'm not wholeheartedly. Uh, So when I used to work at summer camp as a counselor, one year we got uh, someone who worked on the movie. He was like a stuntman and an extra in the background during the fight in the Northern Water Tribe scene. So turns out all the people in the background, it's always just like one-on-one fights, just like a multitude of them. Mm -hmm. And they're all doing the same like six move fight sequence, just like out of sync with each other, either with weapons or without. So he like taught us this six move fight sequence and it was just really lame. And so see, that's bullshit because the art direction, especially in the fight scenes in the animated series are so well thought out and well studied and perfect to do a six move sequence where everybody does the same six moves is just baloney. You know, I, I recall in this first episode of the, the the animated series, how all these fancy moves would happen and then everybody would just kind of get stuck. Well, and also with Aang, he doesn't ac- actually ever want to hurt anybody, so he never does any sort of violent moves. He's Batman. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure objectively speaking, like, air is the least likely to do any damage because there's nothing, like, to hurt you. It's just air. Just air, you know? He's just moving air. He's just blowing breezes at you. Just imagine if someone came like really close to you, like, <laughs> and that was air bending. I'm not as familiar with it as you guys are. Does anybody ever fart and then he bends their fart to make somebody else have to smell it? No, that'd be really good. Also, I wonder how powerful his farts are. Probably huge. <laughs> oh, man. We learn in this episode his sneezes are. Speaking ridiculous. of this episode, how does it start, Brandon? Oh, you know, just how it does. Oh, okay. So, like, how it does is him inside. Well, it starts out with it's, uh, I don't remember how to pronounce his name, and now I'm very scared Saka, of pronouncing it. That's what I thought, but I couldn't remember if that was, like, the bad one. So, Saka and Katara are, uh, like, they're fishing, and Katara's trying to, she's not trying to, she's successfully catching fish by bending the water, but her brother's a little dickhead. And so then he ends up, like, poking the fish that she has in, like, a bubble above him with his spear and then he yells at her for getting her him all damp yeah this first scene is it feels it always has felt really forced to me where he's like i get it you can water bend with your magic water bending and they're really trying hard to like explain how all of this stuff works because it was shot as like a pilot to show to nick to get him to accept it but you know they have to like they got to start from scratch they're building a brand new world it's not like Okay, so like, since we're on this subject, I got to ask, you know, you that are veterans of this program, as far as I could tell from the the two episodes we watched, there are only two sane characters on the show, and then everybody else just does jerk douche moves the entire time. Let's guess who Levi thinks are the sane characters. Sane? Uh, Well, obviously Aang. And Katara. Nope, I disagree. It's Grand Grand and um, Iroh. No, Grand Grand's just like, like, no, don't, don't go doing stuff. Don't go practicing your powers. Don't learn new stuff. Don't go with him. Like that'll help. Don't stop. I thought the only thing Grand Grand was really like grumpy about was the boat, which was in fact booby trapped. So that was valid. Well, that may very well be. (laughs) But she was she was grumpy and trying to like throw wrenches into the cogs of because everybody died. Everybody kept dying. They had like a tribe of like twelve people left. Well, all the men had gone off to war. And we learned in a later episode that all the waterbenders had been taken away by the Fire Nation. So, you know, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you think were the only sane people? No, but, but that's just it. The, the sister and Aang were just kind of like, oh. yeah, we should, we should make things better. We should learn our powers. That way we can become more powerful and make the world a better place. And everybody else was like, mm, I'm grumpy about everything. Mm, I don't like those things. I think it, given the context of all their situations, I think it's valid. Like if you see like everybody get murdered and kidnapped and also the Avatar has been missing for a hundred years. So maybe he's just dead. And now this like little child who likes skiing on penguins. Like, I don't think this is a good excuse for the brother. He was just a jerk. He's well, a teenage they... boy. <laughs> I didn't realize we had a bunch of soccer apologists here. I mean, if you're like a 15, how old is he? 15 probably. Around that. Yeah. Like a 15-year-old boy, everybody dies, and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, 
you're the only man left. You're now in charge of everybody. You're going to act like a little shithead. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's very self-important, which, you know, valid because he's in charge of defending the entire village. Like, and he's, he's overseeing the protection of an entire culture. And he wants to do that without any sort of bending. He does not have bending. He is a squib, correct, right? The squib, squibs are the explodey things uh, that make blood shoot out in movies. Or in Harry Potter, it's somebody born into a magic family without... And that's the beauty of this show. It starts with this kind of silly first episode, but the arc that his character takes is just absolutely incredible. Well, that all the characters take. Yeah, every single but, one. Like That's what I was going to ask, because he's kind of, a, kind of a little jerk in the, these first couple of episodes, but you guys are like backing him up, so uh, clearly... Clearly, it gets deeper. Yeah, we're not doing a very good job of, like, objectively... First of all, talking about this episode at all, we're not doing it. And second of all, like, objectively just referring to this episode because we're bringing in all our knowledge from That's the whole That's what show. Levi's here yeah. for. He's the one that we're, like... He's like, hold on, explain it. So he several times, like, talks about... I'm sure it gets, gets brought up in this one that, like, Katara's, like, needs to get food or needs to cook the food and stuff. But, like, can we just, like, for a moment, the fact that this, like, Nickelodeon show, I think, said the word sexist, like, four times was pretty fun. Like, yeah. serious <laughs> stuff happens on this show, and then I'll just, like, break from watching it and just be like, oh, shit, this was on Nickelodeon in, like, 2003. Yeah. Well, you also have to remember in Good Burger, that guy talked about breaking his ass, so. <laughs> oh, man, I watched Ren and Stimpy, like, that Yeah, show. but there's a difference between, like, edgy and, like, socially aware. Yeah. Well, let's get to that part. So they're, sh- they're fishing. He loses the fish that she catches. They get caught up in a rip current or something. The boat gets wrecked and he like blames it on her. And then that's when she like loses her shit. Oh, it's because, because she he pisses her off. So she starts yeah. like standing on the edge like ah, and like accidentally waterbending. Yeah. He's like, what do you even know about catching fish? You're a girl. And she's like, I am not just a girl. Yeah. Well, because all he, so like he doesn't have a lot of responsibility protecting the village, but that's like all he's doing apparently is just building towers out of snow and making spears and making muscles in, the, in his reflection. <laughs> and she's like cooking and cleaning and washing his dirty drawers. And that's true. And he's a sexist. So she breaks the iceberg by accident in rage. So at this point, this like giant ice ball, it looks kind of like a teardrop almost. It's a snow globe. Yeah. Well, kind of. Because he's like, a snow globe would be liquid, but I it's feel like called that's... called an iceberg, though. Iceberg. That's the word. <laughs> um, thank you. And it, like, crushes open or whatever, and then hangs inside of it, and he looks, like, pretty scary. His eyes are glowing, all of his arrows. Brandon, is there a name for the arrows? Tattoos. No? Okay. His arrows all start glowing. They're like, oh, fuck. It's called Super Saiyan. Yep. And she busts him out, because Katara is the eternal optimist, and she's always trying to help people. Well, like at this point, he's out. So you can either be a dick to him and probably get murdered, or you can be nice to him and maybe still get murdered, but maybe not. I think that each of the siblings tried uh, the other approach. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. She busts him out. He's like, hey, will you go penguin sledding with me? Because he's a kid he's and he's so whimsical. Cool. Okay, so in this episode, I saw a bison and mm-hmm. a penguin, and they are not like normal earth bisons and normal earth penguins. Are all the and I heard him talking about other animals with Earth names that I'm assuming aren't actually like the Earth versions. Is this like a thing that's happening in the show? Yes. So all of the animals in this show are like bi species. Yeah. They all have. They're all like two species put together. So the best example is the turtle lion. Lion turtle. Wait. Turtle lion. Lion. See, I kept calling it a sea lion. Or there was the saber moose. Oh the yeah. Saber tooth moose. Those were cool. That sounds like a Power Ranger, like figure. yeah. It was terrifying. Oh, and just so you know, those penguins are actually otter penguins. I was wondering. Yeah. They got like four arms mm-hmm. and whiskers and stuff. There is one occurrence that I can think of with a normal animal, and that is the king of Bossing Say. He just has a pet bear, and like oh, everyone's yeah. weird. Everyone's weirded out by it. But that's that's like part of the awesome world building that they're doing. So they're like okay. they started they started totally from scratch. I mean. Except that they took, like, influence from East Asian cultures, but, you know. I like how it's not a deal. They're just kind of like, here are penguins. Yeah, here's an air bison. I love Appa so much. I love Appa, too. Every time they say Appa, I always think, uh, maybe this is a little bit derailing. There's an old Sega character called uh, Opa Opa. So every time I say Appa, which is like, it's a little little spaceship with wings. It also flies. Brandon, what happens next? He sneezes. 
And then they realize he's an airbender because of his powerful sneeze. Yeah, but they don't pick up that he's the Avatar yet. For good reason. I mean, like... But they also are expecting, like, people think the Avatar, since he's been missing for 100 years, that he's 100 and something odd years old. Not 12. Yeah. So take well, technically, he is 112 years old. Brandon, do you want to explain the TLDR of Avatar? Like, what they reveal in the third episode with all the statues. He can bend all four elements, where everybody else can usually only bend one, if that. And that's cool enough. There's one person in the entire world that can bend all four, and their job is to defend and protect. And it gets passed down. If once an Avatar dies, they get reincarnated, their spirit goes into a new body just with a different personality. And into the next tribe in the cycle. Yes. Thank you. Good point. Why don't you expand on that? Uh, so the Avatar cycle is fire, air, water, earth. Like when Aang dies, the next water, the next Avatar is going to be someone from the water nation and then from the earth nation, then from the fire nation. Because the one before him was Avatar Roku, who was mm-hmm. a firebender so, and that yeah. happens like every time an avatar dies but isn't there some like state that like if they had killed ang when he was still all like sleeping in the yeah. iceberg then it was just it's done if they get killed when they're in the avatar state and the avatar state when they go into it it's triggered by like an intense emotion and they can use like all four elements at once even if they don't know how to use them that's why ang was able to water bend even though he hasn't learned it yet is because his past spirit was doing it past spirits do it like that You've got Disney Channel listeners, so you are passing out some Nickelodeon knowledge on this episode, and I would like to congratulate you on that. Good <laughs> job. Good going, guys. Okay, so basically after he uh, he comes out of the iceberg, a giant light shoots out, and Zuko and his uncle see it, and Zuko's like, shit, we gotta go there, and his uncle's like, man, we, I followed you, like, everywhere. You keep having these ideas that you found the Avatar, and, like, they still listen to him because they have to, but he doesn't want to is the point. Because he's the prince of the Fire Nation. Yeah, and his honor depends on it. I thought it was kind of mean that they gave him the port wine stain and made him the bad guy. Oh, that was a burn mark from his dad. You learned that later on in the show. Oh, that's okay. much more that's... emotional than just a port wine birthmark. Well, that's 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 better then. Okay. That's better. What's a port wine mark? Just like the red marks that some birthmark. people have on their skin. Oh. So Aang keeps wanting to go penguin sledding, and it's super cute. I don't know. I love Aang. He's just, like, silly, but it's not... It's so wholesome. Well, he's a 12-year-old. Well, I know, but, like, a lot of times, like, on shows, they'll have, like, a character who they'll try to make liking, or they're, like, the silly, fun character, and they just make him, like, any teen, like, preteen boy on Disney Channel shows. They just end up being really stupid, like, Beans or something, where they're supposed to be, like, goofy and into fun, like, weird stuff, and they'll end up, like, Beans versus Aang, who's just like, let's have fun, let's do happy things. It's endearing until you learn that it's deeply emotional because he's putting off all of his responsibilities and hurting other people because of it. Well, I was just trying to have a happy <laughs> fucking moment about penguin sledding. <laughs> I was going to say, it's so realistically human. Like, he's a 12-year-old kid. Like, hey Arnold, that kid was way too mature for an oh, yeah. eight or nine-year-old. Like, Aang is acting very appropriately for his age, I would say. So in terms of Ninja Turtles, Aang is the Michelangelo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> None of us know what you're talking about. Oh, man. No, Ninja Turtles. Man, I'm, I'm too old for this podcast. I'm going <laughs> to take, take my vitamins and retire. We can speak turtle. Donatello does machines. Turtle, turtle, turtle. Michelangelo's <laughs> a fighting machine. I have something exciting. So Mae Whitman... Um, Yay! May Whitman, yeah, her. She's the voice of Katara, and she has done so much, and now she's the voice of April in the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Oh, are we talking about Anne from Arrested Development? Yeah, A. Or she was the little girl Man. in Independence Day, which I just found out. She was on a, she's a friends with Dak Shepard, and they had like... What? I thought the little girl from Independence Day was Hayden Pantiera. No, you're thinking of the 9-11 September 11th. The 9-11 September 11th decom. No, I'm thinking of uh, Remember the Titans. Oh. That football movie. I know. Something else? Basketball. <laughs> also, um, the voice of Sokka is, he was a character from Zoe 101. Def Patel? Is that, that him? Sound right. I don't think so. Def Patel voices somebody. Maybe he was in the movie. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. And then um, Prince Zuko is... Uh, Dante something. He was uh, Rufio in Hook. Oh, that's really? right. Oh, yeah, and he was uh, Jake Long in the the Disney show Tales of Jake Long or something, where he like turns into a dragon. I don't remember that one. But do you know who plays Fire Lord Ozai? Steve Martin. 
like, <laughs> no. Oh wait, is it? Um, oh fuck, Deadpool. I forget his name. I can't remember his name, so I'm really hoping Spike, somebody... Thomas Hayden Church, Bruce Springsteen, nope. Bruce Willis. Is it Bruce Willis? No, it's. Oh God, I can't think of his name. He's in Star Wars. It's got to be a Bruce. Samuel L. Jackson, Mark Hamill. <laughs> Mark Hamill. <laughs> Wait, Fire Rosa is Mark Hamill? Yeah. That's awesome. Wait, really? Now I really need to Google this because... Did you not remember Mark Hamill's name? I couldn't remember it. That's so cute. Wow. That's so funny that you threw out Mark Hamill as like a joke and like, oh yeah, that's him. Well, what's funny is I threw it out as a joke and then right after I said it, I'm like, he does so much voice acting. Of course it would be him. Yeah, he... Okay, so he plays Fire Lord Ozai. That's correct. Oh, wow. So basically, Appa, the giant cute cuddly boy does not want to fly and so Sokka uses this as he just keeps on he's jealous that everybody around him can bend and he lashes out and Yang keeps saying yip yip and stuff and then don't they fall asleep or something I think that was like it faded a commercial break like they were going back towards the water village <laughs> oh because Appa couldn't fly so they had to swim back which would have taken a while I guess yeah I think it would um, be hard to yawn and fly at the same time too I mean I've never done it but that's how I imagine it working Yawn and fly? Yeah, because that's the, you know, like, like, come on, let's fly. He's like, ah, ah, ah. When was the last time you were tired and felt like you could fly? That's what I'm saying. It's, I, like, it seems natural to me. Like, like, yo, leave Appa alone. He just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Aang falls asleep, and he has a nightmare of when he, well, we don't know that he ran away, but it's when he ran away. He got caught in a storm with Appa, and they like fell into the water and then he saves them and we're using the avatar state. And then he wakes up in the water village. Yep. And then one of the water villages. I heard there was one on the North pole as well. Oh God. The part where they get to the Northern water tribe is so good. Isn't that it's episode really good. three? No, that's like the climax of this season. Yeah. That's also the climax of the movie of the live action movie. Somebody was saying, like, when I hear people talk about the, the live-action movie, they're like, oh, that's just the one book or whatever. What's this whole thing about books mean? Oh, they instead of seasons, they called it books. I get the impression, too, like, they didn't get canceled. I think the creators of this, who actually met while they worked on King of the Hill, if I'm not mistaken, oh. um, uh, I don't think, I think it was like a Vince Gilligan Breaking Bad thing where they were like, we're doing this many seasons. We might do, like, extended oh, yeah. universe stuff, but we're not doing. So, like, by calling it books, they're like, here's the books you're getting. Can't make up a new element without fucking up the show, Nickelodeon. We're done sort of stuff, which I prefer. I oh, like yeah. it when stuff it ends early. Right on. Yeah. So this is when... This is when Graham Graham shows up. Yeah. And she's all like, y'all kids need to stop screwing around. Aang learns that air nomads are extinct and by this he is told I think he I think like deep in his soul he believes that like he knows that they're all dead but I think he like has to see it to be able to believe it so at this point he's kind of like no they might still be there like the fire nation can't get up to them they'll be okay yeah well technically to him it's the next day so you wake up and you hear that everyone you know is dead but also like even after he's told it's been a hundred years well this is getting into the next episode he's like still surprised when he finds out that Monkey Yatso is dead, like, dude, he was like 70 when you ran away and you expect him to live for another hundred years. Do people in this universe, is it like normal human lifespans or would like 200 years? Because they all act like it's reasonable that he would be like out walking around at 112. Uh, I think it's normal human lifespans. But mm-hmm. like the thing about East Asia is that there are many blue zones there. So, I mean... I guess they possibly have longer lifespans than we do here. Yeah. What's a blue zone? What does that mean? Uh, blue zone is an area that has a higher than normal concentration of people that live into usually like over a hundred. The sanitarians ah. or whatever. Interesting. Cent- centenarians. Centaurs. 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 Yep. <laughs> Sanatoriums. So the second to next note is that somebody has to go potty. You took notes that you had to go to the bathroom. No, a no. kid says that. We also yeah, no, skipped a bit. Zuko's doing, he's doing um, firebending training on the ship as they're approaching the Water Nation. And this is just like showing again how he's like super impatient and his personality is fiery. Ooh. (laughs) 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 And he like, he doesn't really have the basics mastered yet, but he wants the advanced stuff. And Iroh, who's very fatherly and guiding, is like trying to be like, no, dude, you got to learn this stuff because it's the foundation for what you're trying to learn. I could talk forever about the fundamentals of like bending and how fire is like seen as a super aggressive one but really you have to be calm if you want to perfect it and it comes from this like different place that isn't anger it's like passion yeah 
And this father figure and Appa certainly have the nap thing going on. They're, they're, there's a fair amount of characters that really enjoy their naps. That's one thing I've learned. Oh my God. Yeah. Nap culture is super big in The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Naps and tea. Iroh, he knows best. He really knows how to live life. Except he's a bad guy. He's with the bad guys. Well, that's the other thing. They show, this show like really deals with a lot of things like responsibility and war and moral grayness and yeah. death. So, Iroh's on, you know, the bad team. But he never actually really cares about catching the Avatar. I well, no, he's actually part of the White Lotus. So this is, this is us getting off track. Too, too much knowledge about this. He's, he's training kids. The kids have to pee. And he's like, fine, go pee. But only, only after they, as a group, say, like, yo, dude, seriously, this needs to happen. Um, are, there, are the hints really even that little that there's a war going on? Well, yeah. So somebody says something about, like, oh, our father was lost in the war. And Aang's like, what war? And then he just like walks away. So we get all these little driplets of like the history in the past 100 years. And Aang Aang hears them, but he's kind of like, oh, that's weird. And then he'll just leave because I think (laughs) he doesn't want to believe it. That's a lot. He's like, I'm already processing quite a bit. I'll deal with, he puts it on like the back burner of things to process. And in the very back of his mind, he's like, oh my God, I'm the avatar. And like, I'm going to have to help with that war. Do you think the, like, playing and stuff is more, like, to avoid the thought? Or is it, like, trying to get, like, he knows he's not... Like, he probably knows what he's going to have to sacrifice. Or, like, wants to try to fit it in. Or is it both? I think both. Yeah. I believe this is uh, about the time when Aang uh, earns his first uh, bad mark from the community when he goes and smushes the tower the first time. Is that right? Is that when this happens? I don't remember that. When he's flying with his staff and he, like, runs into the tower. And he's like, my tower! Also, uh, Sokka's the only one that cares. Poor Sokka. <laughs> that's true. But that's one strike, and he earns quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. So he finally does go penguin sledding with Katara. And she's like, I haven't done this since I was a kid. And she is a kid. And then again, this is showing us that like the effects of war on people. I thought it was cute that she was like, uh, like I'll teach you how to ride a penguin if you like teach me how to like bend or whatever. And he's kind of like, yeah, okay, like I'll give you some like real life skills. And then she whips out like the fish and like like ah, that's the secret. Like, oh yeah, so they they sled. Oh, there's a line in here that I just wanted to bring up. There's one point where Aang says to Katara because she's scared of going into the ship. That's in a second. We'll get there. They go penguin sledding. <laughs> and then they end up at this Fire Nation ship. Yeah. Now you can say your line. Yeah. <laughs> and Katara's like, we can't go in there. It's probably filled with booby traps. And Aang's like, if you want to learn to be a bender, you have to learn to let go of fear, which comes in like super heavy later. So I just wanted to drop that line. Also, that's you know what? There's a lot of things that like as an adult watching a children's show, I was like, hmm with an adult rational mind i don't know if i agree with uh, their choices here but that this was the moment that bothered me the most is that this like a bandage ship had been sitting here for unknown years i presume and nobody's bothered to like go and like dig around in it like who's going to there's nobody left there like all the men had to go off to war and like they were the warriors yeah, kids are the ones that are gonna go like sneaking off like oh you're not supposed to go in there like yeah i'm doing it anyways that's totally true <laughs> yeah i mean it's like not the safest thing i don't think it's like crazy though especially since like it took Aang convincing her that it was okay and like in her head too she was probably like oh he gets he knows fire nation stuff like i'm sure it's fine yeah. and when they were wandering around there's all those weapons on the walls and i'm like see that's that's why you go poking around in there that yeah i'm actually fun. i agree with levi like any kid would be like it's just a ship let's go fuck around in it i wouldn't have poke things with a stick just in case Lori, if you want to be a bender you have to learn to let go of fear See, I like, I like that, like, that's a really good line and it's a really good lesson, but Aang just totally, like, bastardizes it for his own purposes. Oh, like, that's yes. not what this is supposed to be for. <laughs> oh, and trying to, like, make it this big picture. It's, like, very, like, snake oil salesman or something. Mm-hmm. It's very politician-y. That's true. Anyways, so they go into the, the bridge, I guess you call it, of the ship, and it triggers a booby trap. And it sends a flare into the air and Zuko sees it and he's like, there's the Avatar. We're going to find him. And then it cuts to the end of the episode. Part two. Woo! We're halfway through. They get to back to like the tribe and Grand Grand is super mad. And what is it that Aang says? He's like, we got booby trapped like a couple of boobs. 
<laughs> or like we boobied right into that trap yeah it yeah. was something like that that was super <laughs> like funny like a couple of boobs <laughs> that's the thing people call him like oh you're such a boob <laughs> I wonder if it's got anything to do with the bird booby are they dumb I think so maybe I, mean, I never thought bird. of that that's where dodo comes from and that's kind of the same thing yeah these poor birds were dodos even that dumb really or were they just hunted to extinction I, I think I it think was the was, second I think they were just really easy to hunt because they were big and like landlocked and dumb yeah and they had like a lot of meat but like okay so like the flare goes off and then dude just like like looking through his like telescope like already found him like he was just like around that iceberg you know like, well he hey. was already going in their direction after the initial like light burst from the iceberg that was yeah. like big enough for everybody in the world to see at this point he still thinks that ang is 112 or 100 something years old so a super brief rundown is that ang gets kicked out by grand grand and Sokka because they're super mad and so he leaves, and then he sees the Fire Nation going towards the Water Tribe. He's like, oh, poop, better turn around. So he starts to fly back. But in the meantime, the ship destroys the Water Tribe. Well, not like all the people. What? Just the wall. Barrier wall. Just the wall, not the entire tribe, as Brandon just said. Everyone. And also Sokka's tower, again. <laughs> also, one of my favorite things in cartoons is when something in the background is like, a slightly different color or it's like outline darker so you know that it's gonna move or something's gonna happen to it in like the next 10 seconds <laughs> and that's exactly what they did to the tower like it was a Wait. different color than the rest this, of the wall was oh. this not a cell animation and not computer animation then because that's a cell oh. animation thing like, this yeah, was, like right it was drawn yeah, wow, i'm pretty sure the whole like, show is hand drawn this would have been like right before they everything switched over to being computerized that's really interesting i think legend of Korra was still drawn as well the sequ- sequel well, yeah, I don't know for sure. I do have a book of like the art illustrations of Avatar The Last Airbender, and it's amazing. I have the book of Legend of Korra. The Fire Nation arrives. They bust down the wall. Sokka charges Zuko. Zuko handles him real quick and easy. But he like, has his old trusty boomerang that he throws. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Team boomerang. Yep. <laughs> and it comes back. Yeah, I was waiting for that. I was like, ooh, ooh, I know that's going to come back and smack that kid in the head, and he's going to deserve it. Do you think that boomerang is metal or like whalebone? Whalebone. I was thinking metal, but now I'm doubting. I think it's metal because like I thought it was metal. I'm gonna look it up though. I bet it's like a. I bet it's like a a fictional metal, you know, like like Wolverine claw stuff, adamantium. That's adamantium, right? Like meteorite, like his sword. Oh yeah, that sword is sweet. Anyways, Ang arrives in the nick of time to take on Zuko, and Zuko's surprised because he was expecting an old dude, and he's like, "You're just a child," and again. Pointing out, like, the, the premise of the show is that, like, all the main characters are super young. And Aang's like, you're just a teenager. So there's, like, a theme throughout the show that, like, very young characters have a lot of responsibility and maturity, like, thrust upon them by the world and their family. You know what? I got more questions for you now. Um, does it make me think that the, the fire kid, he's talking about how, like, he absolutely has to get this avatar kid because his, like, uh, his... What's the honor for? Yeah, like is like somehow bound to it, and I feel like they're like dropping like hints about something that's coming up. And uh, and since I haven't seen anything past these first two episodes, like what's uh, what's the deal with that? Um, so he like questioned his father, who's like the king of the Fire Nation, during a war meeting in front of all his generals and stuff. And because of that, they had to do Agni Kai, which is like a one-on-one fight. And he lost, which is why he has the burn on his eye. And as a result of losing, his dad banished him from the Fire Nation. And he told him, like, you can come back with your honor if you can bring back the Avatar. But basically, it's just sending him on an impossible mission that can never be completed. Because no one's seen the Avatar in 100 years. So So that is heavy. It's very heavy. How'd the the uncle get sent along then? Because that guy seems like he's like... The uncle, I think he just left with him to protect him he's like i will go with him yeah because he knew that this was like bullshit (laughs) and he's but he's also always cared for zuko and he knows that like zuko gets so worked up and stressed out all the time that he doesn't eat that much so if he's gonna like get extra food from anybody it's this area (laughs) except not in this episode i guess it's disproven because zuko's like i was gonna eat this fish later what i think you're talking about the next episode dang it i watched too many they're all blending together i'm so sorry (laughs) 
Okay, no, you guys just like spoiled everything with him. So I'm not going to apologize for accidentally referencing the third. His, oh. Him eating fish? How dare you? I thought he was a vegetarian. A gluten-free pescatarian. Anyways, so Aang is fighting Zuko. He realizes that he's endangering everybody by being there. And he sacrifices himself to be in prison on the condition that Zuko will leave. And so he gets imprisoned and they take him on the ship. And then Sokka and Katara are going to try and go and save him. And Graham Graham's like, oh, you're going to need these because you're going on a great adventure. Then Appa shows up and they finally get him to fly. Whee! Yip, yip. I, I love how it's like the buildup where, isn't this the part where... Yeah, he's like, uh, all like trying to like remember the words. Yeah, Sokka's like, what does he say? Yup, yup. Go. Ascend. Yip, yip, and then Appa's like... Yip, yap. Oh my goodness. Aang is taken to prison by two Fire Nation foot soldiers, and he like totally escapes because duh, he's the Avatar. Like, well, it's kind of like I was watching this, and it made me think that it wasn't it X Men where one of the bald men in it can move metal with his head. Magneto. I don't watch a lot of it. I just remember <laughs> a little bit. Um, and so, like, they have to put him in, like, a room that has no metal, otherwise he'll be able to escape. They, like, they need to put him in, like, a Ziploc or something. Clearly, he's gonna, like... So suffocate him, is what yeah. you're saying. Oh, Jesus. No when. I mean... They well, need to vacuum pack no. him for freshness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he even says that. He's like, I bet I could take both of you out. Right? Yeah, it was very, uh, Drew Barrymore in Charlie's Angels. So nobody... That's a very specific reference to... <laughs> it, it happened exactly that way in that movie. She took out six people, though. Well, okay. Well, I was gonna ask is like, can you guys think of a way that they could like store him, or does it come later where they keep him? Like, you can't just like he wants him alive. So the only thing that would work is wood, but they tried that, and he actually waterbended the sweat from his brow and cut through it very slowly. Huh. And then metal, he learns how to metal bend, so no, that wouldn't work. Um, I mean, really, the only thing that you could do is just like kill him tie him down yeah kill him or just like tie him down or something like he can still airbend through his nose and like his mouth and stuff if you could like suspend him in a way so he's like starfished yeah i just i feel like the it kind of like makes it like zuko being so obsessed with his father's mission like it's just that makes it even more of like a it's not happening because like it's able to take this kid alive oh yeah well maybe at this point there would be some simple ways like even just tying him with metal because at this point he can't metal bend if they if they knocked him out he couldn't do stuff right like there's got to be like a way to like throw a rock in his head maybe yeah let's give him permanent brain damage yeah that's not a good example i apologize well but i mean like they don't give a shit if he has permanent brain damage yeah, that's not gonna he's still alive so yeah as For long their as he's dead and reincarnates that'd be fine good but he breaks out hands behind his back drew barrymore style yeah, he's just like Drew Barrymore. Then we got a big old fight scene where he fights all these firebenders and does his big escape, and we really get a show of what airbending and firebending are. And it's great. It's just perfect. Oh, and waterbending. Oh, yeah, wait, I'm sorry. Avatar State, bitches. Yeah, and then Sokka and Katara show up right in the Nickelodeon of time because... High five. Woo, that was a good one. Because Aang falls into the deep, deep spooky water. Then he avatar states, bitches. Yeah. And then he waterbends the ship and he blasts everyone off. And um, beautiful waterbending moves, Brandon. Thank you. Katara freezes some Fire Nation people and they decide to go to the North Pole to find a waterbending master because that's the next element that Aang needs to learn and Katara needs to learn it too. So I think the biggest disappointment to me about this episode is that we didn't get to meet Momo. And I think like the animals are by far my favorite part of this series. Oh yeah. They're great entertainment and they're not like, they're not just like comedic value. They have actual personalities and character of their own. I heard there was a Momo sound. I don't, but I don't know what it is. Brandon? Oh, Momo's just like, that's pretty good that's pretty that good, good but you need like the growls in there too where he's like oh that's really good then do alpha <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me of that the the dragon in a um never ending uh, story never ending story yeah, yeah. Me too. oh my god you know who alpha was based off of who is alpha based on brandon 
the cat bus from My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, I could see that. That it makes, makes so much sense. Total sense. The body shape, even like. Yeah. Are you, are you saying that? Did you read that somewhere? I just read it because I remember reading that it he was inspired from somebody, and then when you said Never Ending Story, I was like, maybe that is it. But it's it's no, it's cat bus. Okay, so that's about the end of the episode, Levi. What did you think? Like after before and after getting all of the extra Man, knowledge. they they shoved so much information. It's clear from this first double episode that there's a lot going on that you're only getting the tip of the iceberg that okay. gets crashed into by <laughs> fire fire people. They really had to kind of smush it together. And so I am curious about seeing more. Everyone keeps telling me I need to watch this. So you I need haven't. to watch this. I know it's kind of the cop out where everybody's like, give it a few episodes. But like the third is like there. I mean, you love the, sh- the show called Mysterious Cities of Gold. I think the third episode is like, that's when they're off on their journey and they meet Momo, who's like the silly little like lemur bunny thing. And like you get to see the three of them like really getting to know each other and bonding and I'm gonna rewatch the whole show now. I am too. Okay, and I'm also going to buy the graphic novels. So, Andoni, did you learn any life lessons from these double episodes? Just these two episodes. Um, You got to learn to enjoy life while still taking care of your responsibilities. That's a good one, Brandon. Okay, I mean, I always steal everybody's, but that's basically where I was going to okay. <laughs> But a different one. You should have gone first and volunteered before I volunteered Andoni. I know, but that's not fair. What I learned, kids will gang up on you if they have to pee. They're going to pee, and they're going to team up on you. They're going to make it happen. Yeah. Don't fight it. Let them pee. Yeah. I mean, that's a real good lesson. Hey, you can't steal everybody's, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Fuck. What I learned is that once an animal, like, when the cats wake up, or even when I wake up, I have cats, not just cats in general. My cats. When they first wake up, you got to give them like a little like warm up time. And like for me, I take like an hour and a half to be not a shithead when I first wake up. So like give people some space in the morning. Let them let them wake up. That's a good point because when my dogs wake up, I'm like, right. have to go outside. Don't, don't steal hers as well. Come up with your own, Brandon. <laughs> and they're like, I'm tired. And I'm like, come on, hurry up. Go pee. Okay. Brandon, you've had enough time to stall and think of your own original non-stolen life lesson. What made, like, you fucking love this show. You have to have a bunch of stuff that you've drawn from it. Yeah, but but only the first just, two episodes. Yeah. something about the fire kid, man. You had a bunch of insight about the fire kid. Oh, good. I've learned you don't always have to, tr- ooh, this is going to get deep. Go you for don't it. always have to try to impress other people because what are you going to gain from that? Even if you do impress him and go back, your life's not going to be great. Sometimes you have to make your own path. Wow. That was I couldn't have got that from the first episode. Can I, can I take first back my letting kids pee comment now? <laughs> no, because everybody had, like, it, that was good. Uh, I have another I, one, though. You have nope. to learn your fundamentals I, before you can move on to advanced stuff. Yeah, I have so. a review from... I have another one. You have to learn to trust <laughs> people. We've been Brandon, you have to edit this, so if you want to keep, like, scratching it, then... Lori, this is the one time that there are actually things to legitimately learn. Okay. No, I'm saying, go for it. No, let's move on. I'm done talking about Avatar. Okay, I can write this show. I have a review from Queen of the Playground called Fake Anime Can Be Good. So Nick has decided to join in on the party along with Cartoon Network, Toon Disney, etc. I think that's like the only two other cartoon like, kid stations. So it's not like you can just put in etc. because you couldn't think of more. But um, yeah. And put anime on the lineup. Well, Avatar isn't exactly anime, but it's inspired by it. Compared to other anime-inspired shows made here in the U.S., Avatar is a leap ahead of the rest. A big leap. And furthermore, it's on to Nick. On Nick. Nick viewers aren't used to shows like this. Shows with developing characters and a deep story arc. But despite that and what you may hear from others, Avatar is a popular show. There's a whole lot of, like, anime, like, apologist kind of thing going on there for a second where she's like... Yeah. I always hated having to defend this show as no it's not actually anime but then it's like it's just a cartoon and then people are always like well i don't know if that's better or worse yeah i just didn't give a shit about what anybody thought i was like this show is really good and you can go fuck yourself yeah there were so many people that i made watch this show and i was like you have to watch through the third episode and then you will not be able to stop i feel like you were the one who made me watch it that feels right feels that's right. right about the time that i was like still obsessed with this show is when i met you yeah, it would have been like 2008, so when it was about over, so you were like going through the seven stages of mourning. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to say, this is the first show I ever binge-watched. No, Gilmore Girls was. 
This was the second. Just go with this one. Just go with this one. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin and I binge watched the entire first season of Legend of Korra in one night. Like we started watching it at like 10 o'clock at night. And then we're just like, well, it's midnight. And there's, you know, there's only like four hours of show left. We should just stay up and watch it. Is that pretty good? Is Korra pretty good then? Mm-hmm. Cora's really good. I think you should watch this one first because Cora's even like deeper, more adult themes. I think you would love the technology in Cora, Levi. Okay. Especially if you like things like Robotech. Robotech's amazing. Well, so Legend of Cora kind of takes place in like the Roaring Twenties mixed with like a oh. bit of steampunk kind oh. of. I'm going to plug my YouTube channel now. Do it. Oh, yeah. Why are you here? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Levi, a.k.a. Murdoch. Murdoch uh, how do you spell that, Levi? That's M-U-R-D-O-C-K-E-X. Murdoch X. He is here because they also came out with a PS2 game as well as, I think, Game Boy Advance, Wii, oh, Computer. Seven. There was a Mamorpaga, too. There was, oh, briefly. I did not know that. He does PlayStation 2 slash, like, other video games on his YouTube channel, and we're going to be playing the ps2 avatar the lost airbender game which by the way is a dungeon crawler game who knew they made a dungeon crawler game out of avatar is that what that type of game is called a dungeon crawler yeah like diablo or uh champions of norath or baldur's gate the avatar game okay comparing it to diablo makes it sound like a real good game no just the play style like the mechanics i know is it like isometric view too yeah. Oh. Yep. You uh, you walk around with weapons that you can swap out. You just kind of smash your like button, you know, and like watch the numbers pop up for how much damage you're doing. I will Learn say it. that out of I was looking through information on that video game today, and the PlayStation Two on every single critical platform that I saw, aside from one, was rated the worst of all the iterations of the game. So really, I had it for Wii. Occasionally when something gets released on PlayStation 2 and the original Xbox, the original Xbox got like a better version that had to be like downported the PS2. So occasionally that happens, but it's rare that Wii gets the better version unless there was some funky feature. Yeah, it might not even be a better version. It might just be more lenient reviewers. Watch my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash X. PlayStation 2 games. And I'm other stuff. I own them all. And other Murdoch, stuff. spelled M as in mom, U as in um you're gonna screw this up no okay yeah um that's good that's um, <laughs> thank you r is in robocop d is in ooh. dad oh dad o is in opera c is in that other ooh. K as in cookie as in katara no, no that is not what <laughs> k is in katara okay <laughs> e as in Elements <laughs> that are being bended. X is in the last letter of that dirty word. <laughs> Murdoch X. Yes. Wow. These people are not going to be able to find your YouTube channel. That's okay. We'll That's put okay. links. You motherfuckers will be in my YouTube channel, the one that I don't swear on. So while I'm here, I'm going to say motherfuckers because this is one of the few times I can say it on the internet. Oh, because they'll demonetize your stuff now, right? They've gotten rid of... Yeah, yeah. No, I just got a big old jump in uh, subscribers. Okay. So if people want to find us, where can they find us, Anthony? If you were to be asleep in an iceberg for 100 years, what's the first podcast that you would listen to as soon as you get out? Well, I mean, I'd listen to our podcast, but that's not the goal. <laughs> Tell them where to find it. <laughs> I, I would I would catch up on the last 100 years by listening to our, my own podcast. Podding this together. Okay. And that's available at podandthistogether.com on Twitter as Pod and Together on Facebook is just search for us and emailing at podandthistogether at gmail.com Oh, okay. We did the exit. Shit. I really picked a bad time to bring this up. Okay, well, guess what? With the magic of editing, you can put it wherever you want. We didn't talk about Toph at all. And I, that's probably fine. But I just felt bad. What's tough?